always hear about the eastern seaboard, but never about the western seaboard. What's wrong with the western seaboard? Has it been condemned? Or I mean, is there is there, is there some stigma well, attached to a western seaboard? Why don't we go back to the first complaint? Okay. You don't want to call it a sister no, station. No, I want to call, call it a brother, brother station. station. Now, are, are people going to are people going to accuse me of being sexist? No, I won't. Good. No, just this is uh, what's the brother station? K O M Y. Right. Okay, the brother is our brother station. From now on, K O M Y is our brother station. Ma, what are you doing here? It's so nice to see you. Thank you. You're you're here to sign books. Yes. And can you think of a better thing for people to do on this rainy, miserable, nothing else to do or nothing better to do day than to come on down to KSCO at 2300 Portola Drive? And we'll chat a little. And you could and you could sign their books that they choose to to pick up. Yes. Or, and their and their bags. You oh, know what yes. I was doing? You know what happened to me this week? What? I, I'm starting to get into the habit of bringing bags in with me to the to the store so I don't have to buy a bag and they keep raising the price every time they are uh, yeah and so we have these great canvas made in america yes. big giant new KSCO logo retro logo bags yes. i always that are fantastic. take one with me yeah and i go shopping and, and and something amazing happens when you when you go in when when you go in shopping it's what happened to me i went into the place and immediately, people noticed the giant retro KSCO logo on both sides of my bag. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I was an instant celebrity. They didn't know that I'm MZ, that I own the place, but they, I was an instant celebrity because there's something magical about that, that new retro logo that we have. You know, uh, that we have the stickers. So when people come on down here, you know, we have stickers available and bumper stickers and stuff for free, obviously. And the bags cost a little something and the books cost a little something, but they're good investments. And 100% of the proceeds go to um, keeping your favorite radio station alive and thriving. So anyhow, is there anything that you want to talk, you, you want to bring up today? Not at the moment. Okay. Maybe well, a little later. Good. Well, we're going to have a very interesting show today, I hope. Yes. I don't see how we can not have an interesting show today. But um, it's not going to be, it's, it's not going to be, and by the way, hello, everybody. Hello, I'm, I'm waving into the video camera here, the web that's, that's, catch, that's capturing my, um, my complete, um, face. An outfit. An outfit, yeah. And what color is my hat? I want to know. For somebody who's watching, 479-1080, you're going to get a, uh, a free canister of uh, Beyond Tangy Tangerine, a $50 plus value. If you call 479-1080 and are the first person to tell me what color, oh no, wait a minute. Yeah, what, yeah. what, what color? Yes. Hat I'm wearing. Yes. Okay. Four seven nine ten eighty. Very good. Now let's start the show officially before we get into. Good morning. A brighter day is here. Good morning. May we bring you cheer. We've got time. We've got tunes. We've got time, tunes, and temperature. Get up and go. It's today. You know. On day. 
a phone call to 479-1080. Aaron, just nod. Did the person who's on the phone guess right about about the hat, or is that a different phone call? They guessed right? Oh, all right. Well, um, here, yeah, welcome to the Saturday special, um, everybody. And, uh, yeah, stay with us. Good morning. Now stay right here on KSCO Radio. Okay, Tony. Tony yes. in Santa Cruz. Yes, yes, you have an ugly orange shirt, too. Now, was that a kind thing to say? <laughs> Is this Tony Bairos? That's right. How are you, Tony Bairos? I'm doing good, but yeah. get a good T-shirt. It's my favorite Carhartt T-shirt. <laughs> Is that you know, what it is? Yeah, it's a great T-shirt. You know, hey. first of all, um, it's they tell me it's an age thing. I get so exasperated when I when I go shopping for a T-shirt. Yeah. Because none of them have pockets. Oh yeah. And yeah, I need know. a pocket T-shirt, not for a yeah. pocket protector. I'm not not that nerdy, but I'm pretty yeah. nerdy. I, I need a... it for my for my iPhone, for my you know uh, for my smartphone. Go, go to Orchard Supply. Huh? Go to Orchard Supply. They have pocket T-shirts there. I have I have pocket T-shirts from Orchard Supply. Yes. Wow. Are they pretty good? I think so. All right. Good. So you win a canister of BTT, okay. which is which. Is, have you tried that before? No. Well, you're going to try it now, and that'll be great. And uh, be, we're talking about Beyond Tangy Tangerine. It's a, yeah. a wonderful longevity product. Probably it's it is the top selling single. Um, longevity product and longevity has over 600 products here okay. and um, yeah so if you come on by the station uh, if you want to come by even this morning you know by noontime you know we, we can take care of you otherwise okay. during the week okay all right good hey your, your set looks really good uh oh yeah but but wait a minute wait a minute you didn't tell me about the uh about you told me about the t-shirt yeah. But you didn't tell me about the hat. You told Aaron, I think, off the yeah, air. Yeah, it was yellow. It's yellow. That is absolutely right. A yellow, and it has some kind of uh, thing on the top. It, it's, you're in high def, too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's my. Uh, it's the it's the retro logo that we're talking about here. Okay. That's that's magical. You okay. want to pick up a a, 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 um, a well? I mean, just you you have a you have a fifty dollar plus free canister. Of okay. Beyond Tangy Tangerine coming for winning the contest question, but uh, while you're down here, you yeah. might want to pick up a a um, a case book, and you might want to pick up a um, a canvas made in America, uh, tote uh, KSCO tote bag. Tote bag. Yeah, because when you go out there, when you go out in into the world with a KSCO tote bag, m amazing things happen. Yeah, yeah. Like I get run over by the left wing uh, party. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're no, we're 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 moving away from that. In fact, big changes are coming to your favorite radio station. I don't okay. know whether we'll we will get into that or okay. not. I had I had um, lunch with Charlie uh, Friedman. Uh, I think it was yesterday at the California Grill, and he and I were discussing the major yeah, major changes major. coming to. Uh, the uh, happy hour program uh, okay uh, coming coming up here anyhow tony thank are, you are you going to put everybody on the on the video cam um there are some people at the radio station here 
who are so incensed, they feel like they're being spied on by oh, by management right. and by the world. <laughs> and so, so they, you know, they don't know about your CIA connections. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, well, I, I don't know what we're going to do about that. I mean, I, I love all of our employees here. They're wonderful people. And some of them just feel very strongly about not wanting to participate in the video. So, you know, what do we do? Do a real business person with a with a hard hand would say, "Hey, see you around." Okay. But I'm well, not. Give, I'm not like that. What we do, a, we build another studio for them, without uh, cameras, so that okay. they're comfortable. Well, the other thing you could make, tell them they're wrestlers and put one of those masks on them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's an idea. That's a great yeah. idea. A stocking, yeah. you know, a, a you nylon stocking. There you go. Uh, what a great idea. <laughs> oh, I love that idea. You're amazing, Tony. All right. Well, thank All you right. very much for calling Thanks. the uh, Saturday special. I want to introduce, right. um, well, actually, this is a perfect, this is a perfect use. Murphy. Hi, Char Murphy. Hi, Michael. How are you, Char Murphy? Be honest. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm recovering from the flu. Oh, now wait a minute. Is there any is there any vestige of the flu left? Because if there is, we better get off the phone. I don't want to catch it. <laughs> I think I got it in California too. I was there when I got it, so I don't know. Anyway. <clears throat> All right. Ma uh, Ma, you wanted to say hi to Char, your mic was off. Oh, yeah. Hi, Char. Yeah. Hi, Ma. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, there, there we are. Um, so who is Char? We Char's been on with us before. Um, Char is a good friend of mine um, from uh, the Longevity. Co- I made the best friends of my life with, with, with the Longevity Company, where we, you know, we go all over the country and, you know, spread the message of taking charge of your health and uh, and with uh, high quality supplements. And um, you meet the most interesting people, and Char is is right at the top. Um, I, I, Char knows more about conspiracies, I think, than anybody I know, probably even Alex Jones. Well, that's a great compliment. Thank you. Yeah. I, and, I don't and, really know if that's true or not, but I, I really, that's a compliment coming from you. And, and it, sure, it certainly means. Now, conspiracies. What 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 is what does conspiracy mean? Um, a friend of mine uh, that I was talking to uh, when I was driving in on the cell phone, uh, you know, read me off the definition of a conspiracy. You know, two people, um, you know, working together to uh, do something harmful to, you know, uh, another person or group of people. Yeah, and, and keeping it secret, basically, yeah. it's it's stuff done in the shadows that nobody knows about. And most people say conspiracy theory because a lot of them can't be proven one way or the other. And one of the things that I feel is that uh, people, older people especially, uh, they think if they don't see everything on the regular nightly news that it's not real. And 
You know, you, you, they say, oh, don't believe the stuff on the Internet. Don't believe the stuff on the Internet. Well, there's a lot of stuff that's on the Internet that is true that will never make it to the mainstream news because they don't want you to know about it. And this is the conspiracy part. You and I were talking earlier today, um, and I think I posed the question to you. And I'm going to pose the, this is going to be the question of the day for people who want to call in. Um, you know, and you talk about other stuff, too. There's a yes or no answer to this uh, question, but it's it's a fascinating question. Is the world of today better off with the Internet or would we be better off without the Internet? What do you think, Aaron Shore? 50-50. You know, I think Internet is open communication for people and in many ways that, you know, especially with people who have, you know, are socially introverted. But on the other hand, don't you think it's kind of distance communication? I mean, because, you know, for instance... You go into a grocery store, all people are doing are texting or, you know, looking at their phones or driving, texting or trying to fiddle with their new app instead of interacting with people. I think it's a 50-50 thing. Yeah. Well, okay. And, and I, I think probably most people are going to say that. Are you going to say that, Char? I agree. I think uh, young people are more comfortable texting than they are actually talking to somebody in person. And and that, that's one of the negative things about it. There's There's... You know, there's always pros and cons about everything. I mean, I, I wonder if there is anybody listening to the Saturday special right now who would have a definite answer one way or another. You know, a, I don't, a, a I strong opinion. I, I, I probably, um, I, I'm going to be one of those people. I'm going to take the bold move and say I think the world is a better place overall because of the internet. Uh, I, I know I know my life is a lot better because, you know, it was a pain in the ass for me to go to the library and check things or go to the Encyclopedia Britannica and, you know, the old way of finding, you know, doing research. And, you know, now uh, you don't have to do any of that. In fact, you don't even have to get up out of bed to go to your computer anymore. You could just, I, I just, I do all this Internet surfing, you know, most of it. In the middle of the night when I can't sleep, you know, and I just I just look at the I look at the small TV, uh, the, the screen on the uh, on the um, on the smartphone. And I think it's absolutely amazing to to come up with a, 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 an idea or a question in your mind. I wonder if so and so is still alive or whatever happened to this or what does this mean? And just type it into Google or Bing or one of the search engines and get an instant answer. I mean, don't. No one can tell me that that the world isn't way better because you can do that um, than when you grind into the equation the negatives, you know, about people getting killed by answering Craigslist ads and things like that. Yeah, right. You know, right. so uh, I, I'm I'm definitely in the in the uh, uh, in the category of people who, who believe the world is a much much better place with the internet than without uh though i will certainly agree that um people are much less um social than they used to be uh because of the internet but so what so what True. you know all right True. so Shar, i wanted to, i was talking to you earlier today i'm a little nervous about about money <laughs> not not in the not in the sense of of you know um, what, what do you do with money? What do you do with money? You put it in the bank. You know, if you don't get any interest for it, 
you know, and if you put it if you put it in your under your mattress, you hide it somewhere. Someone will burglarize your home and find it and look in the obvious place and steal your money. Um, what do you do with if you put it into gold and silver, you know, or precious metals? Well, you're talking about saving the money. How about the other side of the coin and saying, I'll spend it, I'll use it for things. Well, how many people don't aren't able to save money? I mean, they have to live from paycheck to paycheck. Right. Yes. How many, how I would say I would say I you know the vast majority of everybody in the world is in that category. Yes. Right. I would, but you if, know the statistics they come up with. I mean, can be twisted so much. I'd like to know uh, more. You know, how many people uh, really save any money every week of the of the average earners. And how can you save money now when they, the price of gas and everything? I live in Michigan, and we have uh, propane, you know, bottled gas, and this, they're charging up to $5 a gallon for that now. Well, people, that takes their, their uh, spendable income away. I mean, $5 a gallon for to heat your house? That's crazy. Right. So what do you do with money? That you, how do you, why, if you don't have enough money at all to save, if you're basically, you know, living, you know, paycheck to paycheck and so forth. So you can't how, spend it. You well, how, how do you, how do you, how do you wisely spend it? And if you have some extra money, if you do have some savings, that years ago, if you just put it in a bank somewhere, put it in a CD, it would, it would generate some interest for you. Now, those days are gone. There's just no such thing. Well, even if it did, say, like, I've, I've got those, what do you call those IRA things and all that junk. And, of course, by the time you cash them in, like my husband now is having to, I got them, you know, it's avoided taxes at the time. But now you got to pay tax on when you get it. And they make you take it once you turn 70. You have to take it every year. And so you got Or else it's the death penalty. Yeah, exactly. Well, they'll get you one way or the other. I mean, and so, and you know, the thing, did you know, I heard this on ABC News did you know that when they do the cost of living index, they never include taxes because taxes are the biggest part of most Americans, the average American's income. The biggest expense they have is taxes, and they don't want to let people know how bad it is. So they just completely eliminate it from the cost of living index. They just sort of turn a, turn a blind eye or a cold shoulder to it. Exactly. Wow. Well, that, that makes perfect sense to me because, you know, the cost of living, C-O-L-I, cost of living index, is many, many, uh, you know, rents and, and just about everything are tied to a cost of living index. Mm -hmm. And if they were to put out the true number, you know, by grinding in the taxes to the cost of living index, then people's rents would go up way, way more and, and prices would go up way, way more. Than the, well, than they when you already do. That, your, your biggest expense, and I, I read on the internet a lawyer wrote a thing too that you know how uh, older kids never tell the little kids about the truth. You know when they find out about Santa Claus, they just, it's a secret they just keep. I mean, older kids never tell the little kids; it's a secret. Well, Reagan publicly said that when people pay their taxes to the IRS, they're not going. To the government, they're going to a private company, the Federal Reserve. And he got shot right after that. It was like, you don't tell the truth, and you're going to die for telling the truth. Well, but that is the truth, and th that was 25 years ago or whatever, or more, 30. 
33 years ago, 32 years yeah. ago. And everybody's got, again, this is another conspiracy theory. Everybody's got to make up their mind. Do you want to believe that? Or, I mean, it may be true and it may not be true. I really. What was the other thing you were telling me about Reagan this morning? And, and, and Iran. Uh, there's a book called October, October Surprise, and I think I actually have the book here. I don't know if I could find it offhand, but this woman wrote the book, and then I was talking to, you know, your friend Terry. Um, Reagan paid the Ayatollah Khomeini, according to this woman that worked for him, to hold the hostages until after the election to guarantee that Carter would lose the election and he would win the election. There's other things. My brother-in-law was in the Navy, and when they tried to rescue those hostages and that failed, my brother-in-law said the Navy is not that stupid. They wouldn't have botched that thing. Somebody sabotaged their operation. Now, wait a minute. Ma, did you hear what Char just said? Could be a, a, someone believes, because they've written a book on it, that Reagan, when he was running for president in 1980, when we were in the middle of that 444-day you know, Iran hostage yes. crisis. Reagan paid uh, uh, the yeah, Ayatollah to not to not release the hostages to yes. make to make Carter look bad so that Reagan would get elected. Doesn't that first of all? How can anybody do that? Well, uh, it, it makes no sense. It sounds like it sounds like craziness. It sounds like insanity to me. It's it's, it's a book. It's a book, and you can buy the book. It's called October Surprise. You could look it up and go buy it. Do you believe it? Personally, I do believe it, yes. Uh, really? Because I think, that, I think that these people in government... Remember what um, what was the guy's name? Oh, God, years ago my mother told me. I can't remember his name now. He said by the time a person gets to the point where they could be elected president, they've been bought and sold so many times they're really useless to anybody. Well, they're just, they just become a figurehead, I guess. Well, you, you have to sell your soul to the devil to get places, you know, I mean, tit for tat. All right. Well, well get, getting back to what, what I was talking to you about, and I'm quite concerned about myself, and that is our currency turning into nothing, becoming valueless, because yeah, it's, it's not based yeah, on anything. Yeah, now, no. Now, wait a second. So I, if I have a little money, which I do, I don't have a lot, but I have I have some. I, I don't depend on, I haven't depleted my savings. Um, and if I wanted to pay off a debt that I had, uh, mm -hmm. it's totally optional right now, okay? I, I, can, I can continue because the interest rate on this debt, it's on a piece of real estate, is, it's a, it's a large amount of money. I mean, but, but the, uh, the, the interest rate that I'm being charged is very very small. It's like 2.75 percent on a on a huge sum of money, and that's the only debt that I have in my life. And I was thinking about paying that off because if the if you know if I could, and I and I think I probably could. Yeah. Um, um, I was thinking of doing that because y you know I I'm hearing these stories about like what happened in in Cyprus. You know, the government decided that it could go in and and take people's money. And suppose that happens to me before I've paid off the only debt that I have that I intend to pay off. Then you can't pay your money off. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I've been told by reliable sources, I give money to the LaRouche people. I've been giving money to them for quite a while, and they have a small army of young college students that they actually go into Washington every day, into the Congress and the Senate, and, you know, 
feed them information and stuff of what's going on. And according to them, Title II of Dodd-Frank, that Dodd-Frank bill, allows our government to go into our checking accounts like they did in Cyprus. And Eric Holder, I believe, uh, publicly said not that long ago, we'll never have another banking crisis because we have Dodd-Frank. Well, what are they talking about? That means he can, they can, they don't have to have a, a bank, you know, a banking thing because they can go into our checking accounts and pilfer for our money now. Sure, of, sure. Yeah. Are we being irresponsible now by having this discussion in front of thousands of people, or are we performing a public service? What do you think, Ma? I think uh, closer to the microphone. I think uh, it's the public service. Yeah. Why should things like that be hidden from the public? I, I agree. I agree. And and you need, that's why stations like KSEO are very important. Now, why aren't there more KSEO-type stations? Do you know, Ma? No, I don't. Do you know, Shar? I don't think there's that many people that have the guts to do what you do. I really don't. And I really admire you for what you do because you are a person after my own heart. Because if I owned a radio station, I would do exactly what you're doing. Just provide a voice for everybody. You know, we have a lot of, uh, we have hosts on this station, Charlie Friedman, who I'm thinking of in particular, who, you know, anytime we talk about these kinds of things, he dismisses it and starts making comments about, uh, um, tinfoil, the tinfoil hat crowd, you know, the, the, the nutcase, the space cadets. And, uh, and we have everybody in between. So, you know, to me, that's what a real talk radio station is about, being a voice for everybody. Being credible. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, here, of course, you have to be credible. Uh, uh, what I'm doing now is entering my secret password, and I'm not going to release that. To the, I'm a very open and transparent person, but I'm not that open and transparent to tell people what my username and password is for my um, for my email. But I sent an email to myself earlier today, uh, and I want to... Um, God, it's taking forever to come up. But here it is. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um, my, yeah. Link to amputation story. All right. This reminds me of some of a news story that I heard t today. And I, I don't have that particular news story, but this reminded me of it, okay? I'm going to click on the link here. It's a link to hand amputation story. Uh, oh, remind me of another. Reminded me of an, of another one. Okay. Well, well, wait a minute. I know it sounds gross, and and actually it is. Syrian extremists. I'm I'm sorry. I have to apologize, ladies and gentlemen, because th this is taking this is just too long to to come up. But it says, yeah, Syrian extremists amputated a man's hand and live tweeted it what does that mean mike ma twitter don't you use twitter don't you wait don't you make tweets tweets is a is a is a it's a it's not all that new it's been a twitter's been around you know eight or ten years now or something You're pretty close to it but it's a form of social media and it's a way for people to get a lot of information out 
without waiting around for a traditional news organization uh, to decide that it's worthy of putting out. You, you can do anything with the Internet now. So anyhow, this extremist, uh, the extremist Syrian group deemed too radical even for al-Qaeda performed what may have been a Twitter first Friday, live tweeting uh, of the amputation of a hand. The amputation took place in the remote rural town of Maskana in the northern uh, province of Aleppo, according to a series of tweets posted by the account of a supporter of the extremist Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. The first showed a photograph um, of a blindfolded man having his arm positioned on a table by fighters as a masked man wielding a sword walks near uh, wait, excuse me waits nearby another man wearing a white robe of of the kind favored in arab gulf countries is reading a statement a caption states that the blindfolded man is a thief who had asked to have his hand cut off quote in order to cleanse his sins unquote a second photograph was taken just as the sword is about to strike the hand while a burly fighter restrains the victim. Okay? Um, a third picture, posted an hour later, is too graphic to show here. The man appears to be passed out with his bloodied arm and his severed hand uh, resting on the table. Fresh slashes in the wood suggest it took four swipes of the sword to cut the hand mm -hmm. off. Okay. Uh, now, yes, this is gross. Now, why am I, why am I putting What's this out? What's the point? What's the point? Yes. Well, it's a good segue into what I'm going to bring up next. I heard a story that, um, and, and I, I didn't grab it quick enough and email it to myself, but somewhere this week I remember reading on the net somewhere that, um, that, that some, some Muslim group is, is demanding that it become a crime for anybody in the United States to say anything negative or that can be construed as even slightly negative about Muslims. Now, I don't know how serious the crime would be. I don't know if it's a misdemeanor or a felony or, or a death penalty crime or, or whatever. I don't know. But it made me think about, you know, God, talk about the the attacking the first amendment the freedom of speech you know but but anytime you talk about freedom of speech do you invariably come to that that discussion of well does yelling yelling fire in a crowded theater come under the protection of freedom of speech and the answer is no it's not so should saying anything negative about the muslims um be treated the same way as treated as as, as yelling fire in a crowded theater. I mean, no. my first impression is anything goes in freedom of speech. I mean, there have been many many tests where where hate speech from Nazis, from people that you just the lowest forms of life, is protected by by um, the First Amendment here in the in the United States of America. Um. So I don't know. I, I I was offended when I read that article. I don't think that. And yet, there should be some limits to freedom of speech, shouldn't there? I don't know. Anyhow, Ma, that's why I brought it up. That's why I brought it up. It's a very graphic example. And I'm sorry if I grossed our listeners out 
No, uh, there's only one caller right now. That's Dick in Santa Cruz. What do you have to say, Dick? Oh, hi, Mike. Hi. <laughs> You're talking with Shar and MZ, and Kay is here too. Yeah, Shar's there. That's she's very interesting. Um, yeah, just to comment what you just said, Mike. Uh, you know, hand cutting is probably coming to the United States soon legally. With uh, why, why would you say that? <laughs> uh, Sharia law. You ever hear of it? Yeah, I have. I have. Shar, you're <laughs> laughing. You're laughing. Shar, why would you well, of all people laugh? You're a person who believes in things that are just unbelievable. Why would you be laughing, Shar? Well, I just think that, I don't know. I mean, we, we pretty well, people have the illusion of being free here, but I don't think that we're as free as we think we are. Well, the, the, so you're, the last thing you should be doing is laughing at Dick in Santa Cruz. Who suggests that that, yeah, that chopping down, chopping hands off because of Sharia law is headed this way? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, uh, even Shar doesn't think so. Dick. Right, so why right, do you well, say? Maybe. So why do you think so? Are you aware that Sharia law? There's enclaves outside of London that it's you know it's already small little fiefdoms, fiefdoms, or they've passed it in England. They carry out their own. I, I don't think it's to the full Koran yet, maybe, but it's they do have their own laws in in England. Anyway, that wasn't my subject. I guess we got to do a little Google on that. Okay. Um, my my subject is conspiracy, since you got an expert on there. Um, <laughs> the one thing. Why does she keep laughing when I say that? I don't know. I Mike gives me a lot more credit than I deserve, really. But anyway, go ahead. Anyway, I'm I'm building this up. Okay, I'm just it's a build up. Okay, okay. that's all it is. Um, um, I'm really concerned mostly with the protection of the United States, as you know. Just recently, Russia went to Ukraine, and we're not doing anything. Or I don't even if we know if we should, but. And then the Iranian ships are steaming here, you know, whatever. But uh, I'm really concerned about EMP attacks. In, in 2006, they passed a, you know, a congressional report on it and said that if, uh, if you know, from a small ship from the Gulf of Mexico on a Scud missile with about a three or four kiloton atomic weapon designed for EMP could take out 200 miles above the Earth, could take out the whole United States and all the grid. Also in that report, or subsequent, you know, executive summaries, they said that over a year's time it would take to repair, since we get some of our generators all the way from overseas, it takes about a year's time, lead time, not to mention overseas might be out, but uh, they, they estimate up to almost 9 out of 10 people could die in that year waiting to get the lights back on. So I'm really I'm really concerned about that, and I was wondering if Shar had any opinions. Uh, uh, the report came out in 2006. Nothing was done. I think uh, Newt Gingrich might might have made a little might have made a little uh, headway on it when he was running. Uh, but I think it's nobody's doing anything about it. Some states, I think, uh, local states are are bringing up legislation to protect their part of the grid. Um, I was wondering what she knew about it, about that. Well, I don't know that, but I I do think that there's they're they're out the government or whoever is out to get us. I mean, uh, Alex Jones in that documentary he had uh, Endgame at the end of it. He's got pictures of the Georgia Stone tablets in Georgia in the state of Georgia that are in eight languages 
that tell us what they're going to do to us. And then the top uh, thing, the top uh, thing in the tablet in English said, reduce the world population to under 500 million. Well, that's just basically the United States, Canada, and maybe one other little dinky country, right? That means the whole world is gone. And if you think about it, they're systematically doing it with so many different things. I mean, uh, the the food supply. I mean, think about it. GMO food, uh, what is it doing to you? I mean, other countries have outlawed it, and yet in the United States, they won't even let you know that you're eating it. And when you eat uh, uh, GMO corn and stuff, it they said, well, it doesn't hurt humans. It does hurt humans because the gut, it kills bugs and it kills the good bugs in your intestine. So you have no digestive system. So how are you going to digest anything if it kills all your good bacteria in your body, which are bugs, right? They're good bugs. They're good bugs. Well, but they, are, uh, they, but they, they um, don't know the GMO, that genetically right. modified food, Monsanto doesn't know good bugs from bad bugs. Yeah, they did outlaw some GMO uh, in Europe, didn't they, recently? Or Oh, they did. Uh, China rejected a whole shipload of corn coming right. from the United States. They won't let their oh, citizens have China's rejecting. <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah, isn't that sad? Now, what does that yeah. say for the United States? Uh, General Mills paid over a million dollars to put a law, to stop a law from going through that would even let us know that we're eating it. I was amazed just a couple of few years ago we had a referendum to just simply label our food from where it was coming from and Californians shot it down i i still that and obama getting reelected no, those no the, the california voters shot it down because they were influenced the yeah. yeah but because they were they were negatively influenced by millions and millions and millions of dollars that were spent by monsanto and and other gmo companies and if that doesn't make if that doesn't unite you know people who would not normally be united uh you know in yeah. in their uh in their political beliefs and activism i don't know what will dick thanks very much for calling the saturday special uh we've got uh, tom and santa cruz up next and then ben the great ben and selena's here tom and santa cruz you're up with char and mz and k's here too and Char, I listen to Char almost every morning and at 5 a.m. between 4 and 5. Yeah, Char, and Char is on with Doc Wallach a lot of the times on the Dead Doctors Don't Lie show. Almost so. every morning. So, MZ, here's the here's a local conspiracy theory. Agenda 21, privacy rights, following up on the conversation that uh, you had on the special last week. The rental inspection. Oh, Yes. Yeah, I meant I meant to put that out. I should get into the habit of asking people what they thought of the last week's program. I think it was a really good program. What do you think? It was an excellent program. Being having lived in either Los Gatos or Santa Cruz all of my sixty-two years, I, I'm a area local. Uh, Tom, also, what is what what is with your phone? Are you on a cell phone? It's you're you're, you're sounding really weird. Hard to understand. I, I, I am on a mobile and I am on the west side, so I, uh, I, is it, is yeah, it it's a little better now, it's a little better now, so. Okay. Hold that um, position. <laughs> my, my question is, and I was appalled at how desperately, uh, uh, Mr. Rotkin defended the safety of rental homes as opposed to other acts that are so unsafe and have killed so many people in Santa Cruz County and in Santa Cruz City. Pedestrians, 
that, that have no regard for how they walk across the street being struck. There was just recently a Metro lawsuit where a pedestrian was well outside of a crosswalk and not visible to the bus operator who were highly trained drivers and was struck and hurt. Bicyclists who have no regard for the rules of the road, as well as the fact that uh, our major streets in Santa Cruz that have posted speed limits of 25 for safety reasons have zero enforcement on them, and people often drive double that. Portola, Capitola Road, Soquel Road from 7th to downtown, and the entire distance of Highway 17 from the summit to the 30-mile limit. Those, if he was truly interested in the safety and well-being of the people, the citizens of Santa Cruz City, because I don't know how many people, and it was never mentioned, have been injured by living in, quote, unquote, unsafe housing. Hmm. Well, too bad you didn't get to call Rotkin and talk to him about that. I was on hold, and there was just so many people calling in that had very good points that, that the, the, the show ended prior to that. But, you know, that's that's my concern. I happen to live and drive in Santa Cruz. Um, I'm, I'm very aware of the community. I mean, I've lived here continuously since since 1978, so that's that's a good stretch. And and before then, I was in Los Gatos and always over here because I had business and family over here. So it's not that I've just moved here last week and am noticing this. Yeah. All right, Tom, thank you for calling the Saturday special on your favorite radio station, AM 1080 KSEO. The Great Ben in Salinas is up next. Good afternoon, Michael. Yes, this is the Great Ben. Yes, it is. I'm and it's, it's only—it's really good afternoon to Shar because it is afternoon where Shar is. But it's still Shar is the reason I'm calling. She is intelligent. She's well informed. She has the balls that most—all the strength in America is thanks to its women, its mothers, who have the balls to, to not lie to us and dare to tell us the truth. She's well informed. She's measured in her response. Yes, the Iran Contra thing. That the, the 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 helicopter attempted rescue was sabotaged because they took off the dust the dust screens off the helicopter so the engines would fail. That was no accident. Reagan knew it. He started the looting of a country. Ronald Ronald Reagan is the father of homelessness in America, and also in the and the note of respect and a nod to your mother who said, when you're talking about that ridiculous hand-cutting-off thing, those countries, those people have been cutting people's hands and limbs off forever. It's going on today in the Sudan and in Africa. And like your mother, so thanks to her, the wisdom of her years, and my mother, may she rest in peace, very much loved your mother, even though we disagreed on many things, because your mother is of the generation that dares to tell the truth. They believe in the honor that is behind an America, America that deserves the respect of the fallen heroes on every shore who have sacrificed and died for the very thing we call the Constitution, which Mr. Obama, I know I'm, I'm losing respect for him almost daily, because he's more concerned about the bull cup going on in Ukraine than about protecting our constitutional rights. I have a lot of respect to your mother, and like she so wisely says, 
What's the point, Michael? Who cares? So they cut off some dude's hand. I'm sorry that he's probably innocent. I probably didn't deserve that. But that has nothing to do with the battles on the table right now. Our country's being looted. We have corporate interests, both Republican and Democrat, who are going along with the crap. And when you say, uh, 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 what is it, uh, the, the food company, Monsanto, yeah. think... When you say Monsanto, think silent green. Because, yes, uh, not Dr. Wallach is really saying all the damage that the weak, the gluten intolerance. Gluten intolerance is think of the bees and the pollinators of our foods dying, and the gluten intolerance is created by genetically engineered mechanisms, um, uh, radiated meat, all these uh, preservatives, like Dr. Wallach says, and all of our lunch meats, and we're eating this crap, and they're not, the FDA doesn't force these people. Well, wait a minute, you don't eat this, food. Ben, ben you're, you're educated and, and you're passionate about this, so you don't eat this stuff. Ma, you don't eat stuff with preservatives in it, right? That's you wouldn't put that into your body. That's we're right. not told. What? We're not. It's not labeled. Oh I mean, yeah, right, right, Michael, right, right. They're not telling you what's it. What, when Michael, they're not telling you what Monsanto genetically engineered crap is doing to your children and your daughters. In fact, and, they're and they're protected by law. In fact, they're pro digestive systems. They're protected by law from doing that. Yeah, it's that that really that just really drives me crazy. Um, Char, do you understand why we call Ben the Great Ben in Salinas? <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, there's a school teacher in Saline, uh, Michigan, which is near Ann Arbor. He teaches um, science, and he came across a book published by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York City in 1966. And in the book, it says something to the effect that they want people to ingest sugar, salt, fluoridated water, arsenic, and other slow poisons to ensure that they expire before they retire. With less people bidding for jobs, it will make our money healthy. Well, at least they're honest. Yeah, they're telling you right out that they're going to kill us off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Microsoft, fake, silent, green. It sounds ridiculous, but, but look at the facts, Michael. You're intelligent. You got money. You're lucky enough to still have your wonderful mother. I wish I had mine. We were born in the same year. Michael, you're a lucky man, and I thank you for having the station and let big mouths like me get on and, and, and try to add a little information to the airway. You know the great Ben and Salinas. Thank you for thanking me. That's very nice. I appreciate that. But, you know, I do have a suggestion for you. You are so passionate about your beliefs. You always come across on the radio, at least, and there, there's nothing I can do by potting you down a little bit because it seems to me like you're yelling into the telephone. <laughs> and and, and, and it's, you, it comes across distorted, and there's nothing I can do. Would you, would you, no, no, it's okay. Uh, yeah, would you back off a little bit and, and then give us, give us another little rant before, and I'm, and I'm not making light of this. I respect your rants, I really do. Um, I, I want you to give us another little rant, except with your with your mouth two inches away from the from the handset, and let's see if it can sound good. Okay, here it goes. I wish President Obama would concern herself about the looting of our treasury and not plays a not plays a, a bipartisan game, and, and it is a game. 
go after the people that take our offshore, their income, who are Americans. Let the, let the Koch brothers and the Bushes and everybody pay the taxes they owe with equality. I'm not saying come down on them unduly. Just let them pay their share. This is America. We share the burden. We vote for our representatives. And thank God we, we have women like, like Sharon, like your mother. And, and I'll say this. President Obama, please pay attention to the oath you took to our constitutional rights as much as you do to the crap going on in the Ukraine. And, I'm hope, and I apologize that my voice made this story. No, no, this is perfect. You made it all right here because... Yeah, I didn't. Uh, you just sounded perfect here, and you didn't distort well, at all. I, that was great. I, I, and Ben, I've said it to you before publicly. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to put it out there to the um, to the KSCO audience. It would be so cool if you would host a program, or at least be a guest host on KSCO. You're a great caller, always have been, with passion and so forth. Well, you feel I very strongly about this. But would you consider at least being a fill-in host? And 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 my question—that's my question to you. And my question to the audience is: Wouldn't it be great if the great Ben had his own show? Wouldn't it be great? Well, so. I advocate that we take care of our animals, especially the older animals that that outlive their owners. And then we take care of our veterans and our women who, who committed the sin of being over 50 or 60 or 70. And, and, you know, the, the equal justice and equality under the law should have a meeting other than just a big mouth like me blabbing his mouth. And I apologize if my message gets distorted because I love my country and I don't like what, what I see ahead. And I'm not the dumbest rock on the block. But, however, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer either, and I know that. And I say that out of love and respect for everybody that's hearing my voice, especially you and your mom, Michael. I, now, I, Ma, I, even though all you, you have disagreed with the great Ben, you know, in the past, politically, is there anything he said this time that you don't just feel like saying, yeah, yeah, right on? Nope. Yeah, right, that's what I thought. Okay, thank you, Ben. Really appreciate your call today to the uh, Saturday special. Um, Char, wasn't the great Ben great? Yeah, well, it's nice to have people that are passionate about the country and everything. And I feel, and I could add in the other thing is the, our soldiers. Our soldiers, for crying out loud, have given their limbs and their eyes and everything else. And now our government doesn't want to take care of them. Yeah. It's, 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 just, it's horrible. Anyhow, let's go to our next caller, Dutch in Bonnie Doon. Thanks for waiting, Dutch. You're on KSCO, your favorite radio station. Or was that too presumptuous a statement on my part? No. I was just calling in to clarify the uh, EMP pulse uh, by a foreign uh, power. Okay. Uh, anybody that listened to Alex Jones last night, uh, he had an expert on from Washington, and the expert said that it would take at least six nuclear blasts to wipe out the power over the United States, not just one. Okay. So, and this guy was like, uh, I don't remember what his name was, but <clears throat> he was associated with CIA and Washington, uh, D.C. people and stuff like that. Hmm. So, so <clears throat> one person, one, one bomb or one would not wipe out United States. Well, thank God. That's all I can say to that is thank <clears throat> God. Okay, that's all I had to say. Okay, well, thank great, you for saying great that. Show. Great show. <laughs> okay, thanks for the kind <laughs> words here. Okay. Uh, long live KSEO, according to Christopher Field. Hey, MZ, please talk more about the Fed and our inflated, depreciating currency. 
Sincerely, a former Santa Cruzan now living in Scottsdale. Okay, Christopher, thank you for saying long live KSCO. So, I don't know what Ed in Santa Cruz wants to talk about, but can it possibly be the Fed and our inflated depreciating currency, Ed in Santa Cruz? No, I'd like to create a, a little straightening out of the great, haha, Ben and his misinformation that he puts out. Oh, okay. He doesn't know beans about helicopters to start with. He doesn't know the fact that they weren't sabotaged. Then the helicopters were used on that raid were Navy minesweeping helicopters. They do not come with dust screens. So the only assets they had, they used them. I know that from very, very good authority. Okay, well, yeah, I'm happy you caught that and, and called in to... to... Yeah, it's not, it's typical of him. You might think he's great, but I think well, he's... Well, I, I think he's great. Pain he's in very, the, you know what? He's very passionate, and he's, he has very strong beliefs, and he, and he has a very eloquent way of expressing himself. Well, How can you not love a guy like, like that? Well, well you huh? know, how can you not love a guy like that? How can you not love a guy like you? I mean... Well... I don't know. I don't love anybody, I guess. I'm just a, a punk. I like people. Oh. Well, you know what? I love, uh, I don't I love girls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about sexuality or anything. I'm just saying, oh, you know, how can you not love someone who's passionate about their beliefs? What I get, when you're, okay to be passionate, but he puts out so much misinformation. It might be passionate, but he's so misinformed. Wow. Totally misinformed. Well, about so much. He just he, he quotes the line, you know, you know, Ronald Reagan did this and did that. Good Lord. So I, I take it from from this from your comments that you would not be in favor of Ben having his own show on the radio. Oh, I, if if you want him, sure, he can have his own. I'm not against it. Absolutely not. Anybody. Heavens, oh. no. Okay, I'm good. a believer so, in free speech completely. Yeah, it's like me. I'll sign a petition for anything, especially, I mean, to put anything on the ballot. Oh, by the way, the second subject, gets, uh, people are getting petitions around to get repeal that rental ordinance. I yes. don't know. There was a couple of guys in front of Shepherd's Corner the other day, and I signed it, and I encourage people to sign it. Oh, absolutely. Everybody should sign it. Everybody <laughs> should sign any petition that puts something to the vote of the people. Don't you agree, Ed and Char? Absolutely, we should have more input into our government. That's one of our. That's one of the problems. We've let it go. We've lost control of it, and we need to take it back. Uh huh. Okay. Well, listen. Well, anyway, anyway. And I, thank you for calling, Char. Stay with us. We got another hour coming up on the Saturday special, and a very special guest headed our way. Right here on KSCO Santa Cruz, Salinas, Monterey, San Jose. It's 11 a.m. Russian lawmakers have already approved sending troops into southern Ukraine. And now Moscow's gotten an official request from the prime minister of Crimea. Recognizing my responsibility for the life and safety of the citizens, I appeal to the president of the Russian Federation, Vladimir Putin, to assist in providing peace and calm in the territory of the Autonomous Republic of Crimea. Less than 24 hours ago, President Obama warned Russia not to meddle in Ukraine. CBS's Steve Dorsey at the White House. The Kremlin says there's been no decision yet to actually send Russian troops to Ukraine, but Russia-backed gunmen are already in Ukraine's Crimea. The White House now watching for President Vladimir Putin's next move. Russia expert and former CBS News Moscow correspondent Jonathan Sanders on Putin. He knows that the rest of the world has virtually nothing they can do about this. 
And this may be his moment to enlarge Russian territory. An emergency U.N. Security Council meeting expected shortly to discuss today's developments. Steve Dorsey, CBS News, the White House. There's been a horrific attack at a train station in southwest China. The official news agency says 27 people were killed and more than 100 injured. CBS's Larry Miller has more. Photos show scattered luggage and bodies lying on the bloodied floor of the train station in the southwestern Chinese city of Kunming. Chinese news agencies report a group of knife-wielding men in uniform stormed the station. Police opened fire, hitting several of the attackers. But by then, there were many dead and injured. No indication of motive. Larry Miller, CBS News. A flap over the freshman year reading list could cost two South Carolina colleges tens of thousands of dollars in state funding. Republican South Carolina State Representative Gary Smith is leading the legislative effort to cut $70,000 from next year's budget for the College of Charleston and the University of South Carolina Upstate because of gay-themed books they're requiring freshmen to read. This is not about curriculum at all because that is not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is to question them about whether this is appropriate or not. Opponents, mostly Democrats, say the state budget amendment is in effect requiring higher ed institutions to define values. Jim Crusula, CBS News. So far, there's been little damage from a powerful Pacific storm that hit Southern California, but KNX reporter Ed Mertz says the danger is far from over. Since the storm arrived in Southern California, officials say they've reported as much as four inches of rain in some parts. However, they say the lower elevations could get anywhere from five to six inches of rain, and the higher elevations up in the mountains could get up to ten inches of rain. And again, the heavier rainfall is still to come. The state's suffering from the worst drought in at least 50 years, but forecasters say such storms would have to become common to really put a dent in the dry conditions. This is CBS News. What if I told you that you could reverse diabetes and stop taking your diabetes medication? If you or someone you care about has diabetes or prediabetes, there's a special free video you need to watch. You may have heard about this. It's all over the Internet. Diabetic44.com. People who have followed this plan at Diabetic44.com have not only normalized their blood sugar, but have stopped taking their diabetes meds completely with their doctor's approval. Diabetic44.com is a natural drug-free approach to reversing diabetes with remarkable results as little as four weeks. Diabetic44.com will save you from being a slave to doctor-prescribed drugs. It's easy. Diabetic44.com gives you three specific actions to get your blood sugar under control. And the best part is the main ingredient and solution is a common spice found in most kitchens. Watch the free video for yourself at Diabetic44.com. Watch for free at Diabetic44.com. Get back the quality of your life and free yourself from diabetes medications forever. Go to Diabetic44.com. You have it tuned in to KSCO AM 1080 and Sister Station KOMY 1340, serving Santa Cruz, San Jose, Salinas, Monterey, and Watsonville. The time is four minutes past 11 a.m. on Saturday, the 1st of March, 2014. 58 degrees at your local KSCO studios. This is your friendly voice, Aaron Shore, with your local King of the Hill traffic. Central Coast weather. Taking a look at your roadways in and around there, we're going to start off with Bonnie Dune Road near eastbound of Highway 1. Looks like there is a vehicle in a ditch um, just off to the roadside. Units are assigned to the scene shortly before the top of the hour. At Graham Hill Road and Summit Avenue in the northbound direction. Looks like a traffic collision took place shortly before 1040 this morning. Units are at the scene shortly before the top of the hour. Involved a white sedan versus a great 
or a gray sedan. Traffic is backing up in that area. Looks like closure of a road at East Cliff Drive at 9th Avenue shortly before 8.40 this morning. Looks like it is... Units are still at the scene shortly before 11 this morning. There's flooding across this roadway. Again, that is at East Cliff Drive at 9th Avenue. Your weather forecast for the northern Monterey Bay Central Coast today. Continual with mostly clouds. A slight chance of showers continuing throughout the morning. Highs in the mid-60s. East winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. Your northern Monterey Bay coastal water boaters forecast for today. East winds 15 to 25 knots. Decreasing 5 to 15 knots mid-morning. Wind waves 3 to 5 feet. West swell 13 to 16 feet at 14 seconds. Approaching 6 minutes past the hour. Stay tuned for the Saturday special right here on KSC on KOMY. Saturday special is brought to you by... Los Animas Concrete, located at 146 Encinal Street in Santa Cruz, or give them a call, 831-426-7280, and California Grill in Freedom, 1970 Freedom Boulevard in Freedom. And now, our number two of the Saturday special, here is MZ. And to prove, beyond a shadow of a doubt, how wonderful uh, Los Animas Concrete is, come by the radio station and look at our fabulous... Par- driveway parking lot. That's, That's right. People, how, how many compliments have you gotten on it? It, it? it never ends. Especially people who remember the old pot, pothole-ridden, you know, blacktop thing that was full of puddles and holes and things like that. I think the radio tower thing that they did right at the left side of the driveway yeah. is just brilliant. Yeah. Well, it, it's the the that was Whitlow Concrete. You know, T- Tim Whitlow, Whitlow Concrete, and his fabulous group of people. They're artists. But but the actual concrete itself was provided by um, the the sponsor here, um, Los Animas Concrete, um, local locally owned and operated since 1960. Pretty cool, huh? All right. Um, so oh, and I want to say something about the California Grill too. I love the food at California Grill, and I mentioned that I was there uh, having lunch with Charlie yesterday, and. Do you know what I had? I had their skirt steak, and I had it medium rare. And it is a world-class skirt steak. I went into the California Grill yesterday drooling in anticipation of having my standard favorite, which is the uh, uh, California Grill uh, Reuben sandwich. Oh, my God. Is your radio wet? My microphone is dripping from all my drool. Just thinking about it and talking about it. Anyhow, the the uh, the California Grill has really really good organic food from Lakeside Organics, which is owned by the same owner of the California Grill. Pretty cool. Yeah, great great organic farm. So uh, I highly recommend the California Grill and just go there and tell them MZ sent you from KSC.
how are you folks today? Be honest. How are you feeling? I want to know how every one of you is feeling individually. I'm serious. I'm sorry, baby, but I really gotta go to KSEO Radio. Bye. Okay, now... Farmers has been Fuchs. Yes. Wait a minute. I've got to wipe the drool and saliva off of my speakers. Hang on a second. <laughs> All of a sudden, this stuff came through. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it's technology. It's a mess. It's, t- it's a mess. All Pretty over soon, we're not going to have to go to the airports. We'll be able to fax. No, we'll be able to email ourselves, uh, you know, from place to place. I believe I'm excited that. about were- that prospect because I do not like going through the the. The, the TSA. The airport security. No, I really don't like so it just, at all. We can teleport our atomic structure across the universe. And it's happened, it'll happen pretty soon. They've already done it. Do you know that? They've already yeah. teleported atomic matter. Well, I don't think they're going to get that. I don't think you're going to get to do that this week because that's a little too premature. You're going to have to go through the I'll old have to way. Fly. i got to fly. And you are flying, flying to our part of the world this coming yeah, week. Excited. Yeah, home. Gonna... That's my home away from home, Santa Cruz, California. I really connect with the Santa Cruzians for some reason. You know, Santa Cruz folks have a certain personality. You know what I'm saying? They're kind of idiosyncratic and they tend to be very bright, technologically, either technologically savvy or, or Luddites, one or the other, one extreme or the other. And uh, for some reason, they connect with me and I connect with them. So, Do I'm we have more Luddites who listen to KSCO than non-Luddites? You that you is the question. That, I, I, think yeah. we, I think we might. But that, yeah, that'll do. be the question of this hour. My my question of last hour went over like a lead balloon, you know, about whether we're, what? W- w- whether we're better off without the Internet or with the Internet. Oh, come on. Did you really believe we could be better off without the Internet? No, I don't. But some Does people, anybody? Some, some people believe. No. Some, well, what did you Who say? Who believes What did you say, I... Char? No, we're better off now. Much better off. Yes. Please. Okay. Especially if you love information and data and research. You know, I, I get on the internet probably, I'm on the internet maybe eight hours a day literally doing research and I can't tell you how much smarter I am because of all the data that I accumulate. Oh, but you can tell about, us. We're your friends. I'll tell you. I'm very smart because of all the data I accumulate. But you know what? You have to be an information warrior. You know, that term information warrior is so, it's so elegant and it's so descriptive because it really, it really cuts to the chase about how information is a dual-edged sword, you know? There's good and there's bad and there's, there's lots of crap out on the internet and you gotta wade through it and you do have to use the scientific method and test all of your data. You accumulate the data and then stick it into a hypothesis and then test your hypothesis. That's the scientific method. You can't just believe everything that you have on the internet. However, as far as sampling points go, as far as data points go, you can't beat it. It's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, you just do a Google search. You can get, just by uh, searching for one term, you can get 5.8 million hits in a split second. I, I mean, how And I'd never, I'd never have the time to be able to go through each one of them. 
No, I just go through a few. You select, you know, you go random sampling. I, and the way I do it is I, I do everything at the top of the at, at the top of the search engine. You want to mix it up a little bit. Go to the top, and then go to a couple pages. Go, I, I usually go to page three, and then see what I can get on page three, and then page five, and see what I can get on page five, and sort of weave together a picture. Do you remember a guy named Bob Ross? Did you ever hear of a guy named Bob Ross? No, Char Dave, Dave Ross. But no, Bob Ross. Ross was a paint was an artist on TV many years ago, and he used to draw paint. He used to show you how you could paint entire landscapes with just a, a, a line here and a line there and a dot here and a dot there. He'd draw a couple lines, and all of a sudden birds would appear, another couple lines, and there would be an ocean. And I was always amazed how you could make pictures appear with just lines. You know, that's that's how artists work. And it's the same thing with data and with information. When you're trying to, to form a picture to get an answer for some kind of question you have, you want to have as many of these little data points as, that you can accumulate so a picture can begin to form. It's the same way in the healing process. When somebody comes to me and they tell me they have a symptom, I tell them, you know, one symptom is just a dot on the canvas, and you can't really tell what's, what the picture is from a dot on the canvas. But if you have two dots or three dots or four dots or five dots, all of a sudden a picture can emerge, and that's, that's called sampling. And the more of these sampling points you have, the more data points you have, the more, uh, the more cl the clearer the picture, uh, uh, the answer to your question in terms of a picture is going to emerge. So it's all about data. It's all about sampling points and having as many points as possible, and the Internet allows you to do that better than any other system in the history of the planet. And I can't see why anybody would think that's a bad thing. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, Pharmacist Ben Fuchs. Do you uh, feel like talking to Gary in Santa Cruz or sure. Nick in, in Royal Oaks? Is he going to be mean to me? Is he going to I, I don't me? know. I have no idea. Is he friend or foe? Who knows? It just says Gary. All right, Santa put him on. You know, okay, Luck okay, of the draw. Here comes... Here comes um, Gary in Santa Cruz, you're on with Char and MZ, and Farmers is Ben Fuchs himself in person. Gary. Well, hi. Hi. How you doing hey, this Gary. Uh, morning? Okay, good, Gary. Hey. Hey. I was going to say, you know, there there is a balance between being on the internet behind the computer for between eight hours a day, and then the rest of the day, you know, one should just be outside, enjoy. Enjoy the scenery, walk in here and there. But, you know, I, I don't know how anybody could possibly do this for, let's say, eight hours a day for, you know, so many days a week or something like that. It just kind of amazes me how so yeah, many me people too. can do I, it. Me too. I'm with you, Ben. I, I'm on at least that much every day, seven days a week. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, it's, I, you, ever, you know what the aha experience is? You ever hear of the aha experience? I have lots the, of aha moments. Okay, the aha experience is actually something that psychologists and psychiatrists study. It's actually a neurochemical phenomena where you connect the dots all of a sudden and something emerges, a, a, a picture emerges. And this idea of connecting the dots is one of the most uh, exciting and... and uh, uh, stimulating events that can happen in your life to have this aha moment there's a famous story about uh, the guy uh, uh, the guy who invented who figured out uh, the, the the formula for volume uh, weight and volume Archimedes his name yes. was he was taking a bath and uh, he was naked in the bathtub he's taking a bath and all of a sudden he, he had this aha moment about how water and volume are related and how you could figure out volume by the displacement of water and the famous story is he got so excited he jumped out of the bathtub and he ran through the streets of Athens naked yelling aha eureka I figured it out and, and this is a, uh, I don't know if it's a true story or not but it exemplifies the, the sheer exuberance that's associated with this aha moment and those of us who are researchers and who love information and love data live for those moments 
And it's almost orgasmic, the kind of uh, energy that, that you can stimulate in your body by having these kinds of these kinds of aha moments. And by getting on the Internet, I get these things every day. I get these kind of aha excitement moments where the, the puzzle pieces all fall together in my particular field, how the body works, how the skin works, how chemistry works. Even how, how it all relates to history and evolution and sociology. And I live for that. And that's what I, that's why I'm on the internet for eight hours a day. But Gary's point's well taken. You don't want to sit on the internet at the expense of enjoying planet Earth and enjoying reality and enjoying the sunshine and enjoying the birds and the bees and the insects and people as well. So it is indeed a balance, but that's not to diminish or marginalize the, the, sh- the absolute wonder and amazement of what we call the World Wide Web, the Internet, and, and the computer. And by the way, you asked me what I was going to be talking about in, our, uh, in my Santa Cruz talk next week, and a lot of it's going to have to do with, with the body as a computer, the body, the biological system as an information processing system, and understanding how to exploit this information processing system so we can be healthier, so we can feel better, so that we can reverse degenerative diseases, and so that we can live longer and uh, uh, live a longer and more fulfilled life. Now, who can argue with that? Who can can you, that? Can you, Gary, in Santa Cruz? Oh, I can hear you. Yeah, so you do you agree Hello? with what Ben said? Did you hear that? Uh, yes, I did. I totally agree. Oh, there is, uh, I was going to say, other than what you were talking about, Archimedes, he did yeah. uh, invent a tool many years ago that was called the lever. The lever, that's right. correct. The, the greatest yes, invention and, ever. Yes, and... I think it's, there was an old saying about, give me a lever and I can move the world. That's exactly right. And it's that, to me, that's the, they say the wheel was the most important invention ever, and certainly it's, it was an important invention, but I believe the lever, uh, I, it was the most important, or at least it's up there with the wheels. And you're absolutely right. With leverage, and it's not just the lever, it's just the concept of leverage, where a little bit can get you a lot. And that, I love that idea, how small moves in your life, for example, small little things that you change in your life can have tremendous results. You always want to look for these leverage points. In science, we're always looking to have a little bit go a long way. A, a, an elegant experiment in science is a scientific experiment that's very, very simple, that doesn't take a, a lot of brain power to figure out, but can get you tremendous benefits and give you a lot of leverage. So not only is the lever, in my opinion, the most important invention in the world, le- in the history of the world, leverage is one of the most important concepts. Totally. The, uh, don't you think? Oh, in yeah. terms of money, and, right? For sure. Hey, Gary, thanks for calling the KSCO, the Saturday special, your favorite radio program on your favorite radio station. Thank you very much. You bet. Here, here's Nick in Royal Oaks. Hey. Nick, you're on with Ben and Shar and poor old MZ. And Toto, too. No. Hey, a dictionary. <laughs> is, I mean, I'm so delighted I have you all right now. I've been trying to make my presentation. A dictionary, it's all over there. It's written. You can't get away from it. And before, hey, Ben. Before hey. the topic was going, um, trying to get into the with char, uh, consciousness and yeah. um, conspiracy. Okay. Um, so before I got to uh, conspiracy in the in the dictionary, I found consciousness, and I really needed that. And I and I would in the way I would doctor it is go read from conscious to conspiracy to really get the whole picture, the point of view. You can't get away from it. You know. I was preparing beforehand, before the hour, and I wanted to sing a song, the Christmas version, about conspiracy, because they were talking about conspiracy. 
And it, we were conspired while we sit by the fire and face unafraid the plans that we made. You see, they're looking into the fire because you look in the fire, you're trying to erase bigotry. But um, so when we go back to consciousness in inward senses and, and it's also knowing together. And um, and then it gets to self-consciousness and betray and consciousness. But that's where we formulate. And then Now, and Nick, then we, you're we, making us glaze over. At least you're making me glaze over. Well, I wish I had a chocolate bar. I don't even. I haven't even seen one yet, Doc Wally. Or not even that right now. But I. I. I uh, what do you mean glaze? Uh, you, you're. You're too technical. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean. What do you mean? You know. What do you think? Now I realize I. I do not represent the typical intelligent KSEO listener. That's why I'm a host, not a not a listener. To KSCO. Again, I like uh, to think I'm reasonably intelligent, but I'm. Uh, what you're talking well, about is way too deep for me. Well, now, well, I'm well, sure it's not too deep for Farmers' well, Band, and I'm well, sure it's not too deep for Shar, but I think there's a good chance it's too uh -huh. deep for too many well, of our audience so that they'll tune I, out. I know. I didn't stop because you weren't getting it. I, I was hoping in, in the rhythm of time uh, it would come too through maybe Shar or Ben. Okay, sure. let them find out. Let, let them, I, let's I quiz know. them. Char and Ben? I'm not quite clear on what Nick is saying, to be perfect. So honest. far. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Love Nick, we love you. Thank you for okay, calling. I, I gotta I've got to take David's call in San Francisco, or else I'll never be able to live with myself. Go ahead, David, you're on. <laughs> Hey, howdy, Michael. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's interesting. I, I gotta agree about the internet and, and the, uh, intellectual capacity of humans. Uh, you know, I was just as dumb as, uh, any average kid from Missouri was, uh, years ago, but I think the internet has given the opportunity to, you know, in the old days, you had to really go to a, an effort to either get yeah. uh, subscriptions to newspapers or yeah. go up to the library and sit in yeah. the stack for days and days. So true. End. So true. Yeah, but nowadays you can push you a know, button. I, absolutely, and you can Is sit there and and your the intellectual capacity of a human hasn't changed, but the access to the, the access to all of this information. Uh, can cause an enormous amount of change in a very short amount of time. Yeah, yes, and yeah, um, not, not to mention not to mention uh, good good sentiment and and feeling comfortable that you 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 know you got a question you can answer it almost in an instant. That's right, you know? and well, don't forget right, about the don't forget about the porn either. <laughs> well, no oh. comment about that. But I was. Oh, you can comment about I, porn, but just, I just don't thought be too I graphic. Do, don't be too graphic. That's all we ask on our FCC licensed radio station. Well, no, I was. I, I was thinking. Oh, well, yeah, I was thinking in particular in the old days uh, when uh, it, there's a really interesting book uh, called Undercover. It's a it's a book about what the Nazi Bund was like in during World War II and how they subverted all of the nations uh, by having these little whisper campaigns. Who would they'd create propaganda through whisper campaigns in all different strata of the uh, society, and and you would have these gossips out there and and. Create Creating rumors and and breaking apart the society through the rumors, and you can see some of the same going. There, there's this attempt going on, you know, with the Rush Limbaugh's and whatnot. But the internet is able to do fact checking, and so when their rumor campaigns tr try to create 
you know, utter collapse of the society, people are able to, to show up their rumors in an instant and, uh, you know, show the facts and the figures and whatnot. So, yeah, it gets into the whole possibilities of actually having a future as opposed to, you know, succumbing to the rumor campaigns. Oh, my God. David, thank you for calling the Saturday special. I, well, my pleasure. Yeah, no, and 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 how are things in San Francisco? Is it pouring? No, no. As a matter of fact, the sun is pouring through my window here, and I'm about to close the blinds because it's almost too blinding. Yeah. How, how far? Where, where? What part of the city are you located in? I'm in what's called the Sunny Mission, and it's uh, I can attest to it right at this moment. What, what is that terrible sound I'm hearing? I don't know. It sounds like a TV in your end of it. Was that uh, you, Pharmacist Ben, or was that you, Shar? I didn't. No, I did not well, hear Well, it was either Pharmacist Ben or Shar or, or David in San Francisco. Well, uh, it, it could be, you know, the space aliens got me and put something deep up my nose, so I get all of these uh, these channels at once. But okay. uh, <laughs> maybe that's what happened here. Yeah, I'm going to be headed to KSCO North, too, which is in San Francisco later today. That's why I'm wondering how the weather is. Well, I think, I I don't know what the coast is like, but I think uh, probably coming up 280 will be just fine because it looks beautiful out there. Okay. Well, good. Many thanks. Our uh, pleasure. Yeah, there there goes David in San Francisco. Um, And uh, Sharia law in California and the First Amendment freedom of speech libel slander laws. Thank you to Marsha for emailing me this from KRON4 Bay Area TV Facebook page 228-2014, that's yesterday. That's some third world country crap out there, MRZ. We're talking about the cutting of the cutting off the guy's hand that we talked about earlier. Anyhow, what this email says is an Antioch business owner accused of trying to hire a hitman to attack a former employee allegedly plotted to have the man's genitals and tongue cut off as part of a brutal torture plan a prosecutor said Thursday, "Do I dare click on this this uh, link? Do I do I dare? Would you do it, pharmacist Ben? Uh yeah, I probably would. Okay, I just clicked on it. Would you do it, Char Murphy? Sure, why not? All right, so it's coming up. It's very very slow, but let's see. Antioch business owner wanted employee tortured uh, and genitalia cut off. Um." Yeah, let's see here. Um, I was hoping there was going to be some video with this so I could play it. Uh, you know what? During This is going to be too long. It's, it is sort of gross. So forget it. But anyhow, thank you, Marsha, for uh, pointing out that we are headed indeed in the, in the direction that we probably do not want to be headed in the direction of. Uh, Madden Ben Lohman says, uh, gotta have the great Ben with Richard in Watsonville. Uh, now that would be a fun Friday. Who, who's Richard in Watsonville? Oh, Richard N. Watsonville is, um, is probably the most prolific talk radio caller in the world, not just on KSCO, but everywhere. Every national show, every, every, uh, local show, every regional show. There is no show that has ever been produced in talk radio that Richard N. Watsonville has not called and probably calls regularly. In fact, he has been written about in a book all about talk radio. That's Richard N. Watsonville. Um, 
he's a really good guy. I happen to have gone to high school with Richard N. Watsonville. Before he was Richard N. Watsonville. That's when he was Richard N. Santa Cruz. But anyhow, that's who he is. Um, and, you know, from this comment from Ben and, in, 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 uh, uh, no, not from Ben and Matt Lohman, from Matt and Ben Lohman, uh, I should presume that he doesn't like the karaoke show that we call KSEOKI on, on Fun Friday. We've been doing this for, I don't know, about a month now, uh, from 2 to 4 p.m. to have some fun on Friday. We intermix, um, trivia with, with, um, karaoke. And people come from all over the state and all over the country to come to KSCO Studios and sing karaoke. Some of them are really good, but most of them really suck. And I've been getting some emails from people who were just horrified that that we would put that on the radio. That we, but I I wanted to put that out. We do have a half hour left in the program, and when people call in, we don't have anybody on the call lines right now. But when we do. Or if you want to call in using this as the reason to call in, I'm very interested in in what the listeners to the Saturday special today, if they've caught any of these karaoke shows on Fun Friday, what if they like the karaoke show or if they think we should 86 the, the karaoke show. Okay? 479-1080. Ben. Um, yes, sir. I, you and I met, uh, just like you and, uh, just like Shar and I met through the Longevity uh, business. And, right. um, golly, and I've known you, what, since 1998 or something like that? Wow. Yeah, that's 16 years. That's a long time. Wow. Yeah. yeah and I just found a picture. I found a picture of me and you and Lou and a few other folks at a restaurant with my old girlfriend, and we all looked very young, MZ. Yeah. yeah. And you were a hippie. You were a long-haired I hippie. I had long hair. Yes, I was. I still have hair, but it was it was brown instead of all gray. A silver. Okay, good. It's yeah. better to have now. Now I haven't heard you talk about uh, the the uh, uh, the color returning to your hair if you take the right nutrients. I don't I hear, really. I think hear about Doc it Wallach. I hear Doc Wallach say that well, frequently, but and I hear Shard talk about it. But what do you think about that? I you know I'm more about the health of the body and, and the body fall, people's bodies falling apart and reversing that than the color of our hair. Maybe that's important, but. I think it's a lot more important to keep your the meat of the body, the the connective tissue and the muscle of the body intact, and to prevent autoimmune disease. But by the by the way, a lot of people think gray hair has to do with a with an immune problem, with the the, the pigment making cells being knocked off by the immune system. That's a that's another story. But the cosmetic idea, there's a certain cosmetic appeal to good health and nutrition, and people want to look good. I understand that. But you know what? If you see people suffering the way I see people suffering with autoimmune diseases and with, uh, with, with cancer and with heart disease and all the other ways, the horrible things that can happen in the body, that sure takes priority over gray hair or, or even, even fine lines and wrinkles, as important as those, as those subjects I are. I certainly do respect what you just said. Um, and I don't mind being a silver-haired... I, I, when I was younger, I used to look forward to the day when I would have gray hair because really? I thought it would be distinguished. But when when someone said to me on the phone the other day, they said, Oh, I remember you. You were that older gentleman. I hated that. <laughs> I did not like being referred to as that older gentleman. And the only reason anybody would refer to me as an older gentleman is because I have silver hair. And I thought I think it also makes my face look fatter too. 
Do you agree, anybody who's watching who's watching this broadcast? I'm making faces into the camera right now. See? Uh, but anyhow. Uh, Charissa in Santa Cruz. By the way, the phone number is 479-1080. That's in Area 831 if you want to join the fray here. Charissa, am I saying your name right? This is Calissa. Oh, Calissa. Well, close enough, I guess. Thank you for calling the Saturday special to talk to Char Murphy and, and Ben Fuchs and even me. Well, thank you. I think that uh, gray hair, even white hair, gives the person a look of timelessness. Like Andy Warhol always had white hair, and he uh, it was widely held that nobody could really tell how old he was because he always... You know that's the way I feel about Anderson Cooper, and the old, and if it wasn't for yeah, the, the wasn't for the fact that there's internet and Wikipedia and all that, I wouldn't know that that Anders, I wouldn't know his age now, which I do know. How old is he? Yeah, I, I think forgot. Uh, I think he's forty four or something, but but you know he's been gray ever since he was like thirty or something, right? Silver, silver. I get okay. Yeah. Now he yeah uh, he could have been sixty. Or he could have been 30, you know, because he has a young person's face. And I like to think I have sort of a young person's face. But when people see my hair, you know, they, they automatically put me in the old person category. <laughs> What's so funny, pharmacist Ben Fuchs? <laughs> I think it's amusing how we move from youth into old age and we don't even notice it until all of a sudden it hits us. It's not like it's a gradual thing. All of a sudden, we're old, you know. When, did it happen gradually to you, or did it happen all of a sudden? It like you got treated I like think an old it, person one day. Uh, that's happening now. That's happening. I'm being treated like an old person. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, when I was 47, I think. When I was 46 or 47, I saw a picture of myself that 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 made me want to go use three fingers and um, throw up. Yeah, and throw up. <laughs> And and the reason I said that can't be me. That's a 65 year old man, not a 47 year old right. guy. And yet, it, it, it. So ever since then, uh, I, I've been um, shocked and horrified. Uh, you know, at my looks. My looks have been they were wrecked a long time ago. I don't know what wrecked it, but it's only recently that people are are, are referring to me as that older gentleman. Oh, God, that's scary. Yeah. That really is scary. You know, coming to grips with our mortality, which is inevitable, obviously, uh, is probably the single most important psychological hurdle that we have to overcome, I think, coming to grips with the aging process. And it's ironic that in our culture we live, we, we deify youth when youth is such a, uh, such a tiny sliver of the average lifespan. Yes. And yet we, we honor it and we deify it and we try to get back to it when in reality youth is what, 20 years of our life? What does Chiramissa say? In the early television years, uh, people of age were given much more respect. Uh, Lucille Ball, case in point, did her first show of I Love Lucy. She was already 40 years old. Isn't that interesting? Deepak Chopra wrote his first book when he was in his 40s as well. Is it Deepak Chopra or is it Deepak Chopra? (laughs) <laughs> Whatever his name is, he didn't. He's written zillions of books, probably fifty or sixty books at this point. But he, I don't think he wrote his first book until he was in his forties. And sometimes you have to. There, there's an aging. There's a, a fermentation process that has to take place. We have to become. We have to become cooked in a certain way before we're ready to live our life. And youth, 
youth is sort of raw. That's what the word callow means. It's it's immature. It's like a a piece of fruit that might be delicious in the future isn't necessarily delicious when it's immature and it hasn't hasn't ripened yet. So we got there's a ripening process that takes place, and we should be honoring that ripening process. And imagine a world where we honored, 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 honored the aging process, where we honored old people. Where the, we the, I think they still do that old. in the culture in the Japanese culture. Am I right? Perhaps, but not the aging process. I mean, what if we got excited about every birthday? What if we, the older we were, the more honored we were uh, in the instead culture? Of so more we couldn't wait instead to be of 50. exactly the reverse or inverse. Right, and it's inevitable that we're going to get older, so doesn't it make more sense that instead of honoring the past, which is what youth represents, we honor the future, which is what the aging process represents. As we get older, we're moving into the future rather than looking back. At, at our youth and thinking, oh my gosh, I wish I was young again. We looked forward towards the future and said, oh my gosh, I can't wait to be 65 years old. Wouldn't that be a more effective way to run a culture, to run a society? That'd be nice, but I can wait to be 65. <laughs> Well, it, we could. What I'm saying is, we could construct a society. We could construct a culture that ran on the belief system that getting old was the coolest thing ever. That getting old meant that you were wiser and that you were smarter and that you were more able to handle the ups and downs, the vicissitudes of life. And I'll tell you what, MZ. I don't know if you've experienced this, but every single decade—my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, my 50s—I'm fi- going to be 54 very soon. Every single decade has been better than the last. Every single decade. Decade, I have been more uh, able to handle life. Every single decade, I've been able to navigate through the choppy waters of life. Every single decade, I've gotten better. And so, even though it's kind of scary to think that I'm going to be 60, I'm a lot closer to 70 than I was to, than I am to to 40. The fact of the matter remains. The, the fact of the matter is, if uh, if it proceeds the way it's been proceeding in the past, my where, 60s where, are going to be better than my you, 50s. Where did you go to school? You're not a lot Which closer to, se- to to 70 than you are 40. You're a lot. You're, you're closer to 40. I'm 54. Still. I'll be 54 next week. So that's okay. 16 years. I'll be 70. Well, uh, you're so right. you're not 30, closer. Okay. You're still closer to 40. 30, than, pretty. Okay. Okay. But pretty close. Okay, you do a lot to, of reading, just, but you. The, but whatever school you went to that taught you arithmetic, you know, I would. <laughs> I would rethink. Uh, now listen, okay. Charmissa in Santa Cruz. Have you finished saying what you were going to say with all these loud mouth people, you know, crowding you off? I've heard it said that 50 is the new 30. We're living so much longer. Our nutrition is so much better. Uh, And so I think that there are things that we consider beauty are cues of health that we can uh, possess at any age. And uh, the real... I'm glad to get in on this discussion. However, the real reason that I called was the karaoke show. Oh, okay, good. Tell me. We love the karaoke show. It gives a forum for people who like to sing to be able to be heard on the radio. And I think it's a very positive thing. We enjoy it, and we hope that you keep it. How how did you discover KSCO? It's the best radio station on the dial. Well, I love it, but how uh, did you do you answer the question, please? Did you did, uh, could, could is it possible that you discovered KSEO as a result of the karaoke show or were you listening before? Coast to coast, definitely. Coast to coast, okay, great. Yeah. Um yeah, by the way, coast to coast, uh, Ben knows this, I think. Char knows this. 
Um, we're becoming an official advertiser. Uh, our um, um, longevity, uh, Beyond Tangy Tangerine, is becoming is going to be. George likes the products, or he wouldn't have accepted it, you know, as an ad. And starting this Monday night on Coast to Coast, you're going to be hearing George Norrie talk about uh, the great longevity products, like um, Alex Jones does, and like Ben has for years, and like Char does, and. You know, without being obnoxious, because none of us are here to sell you anything right now. But if you want to buy some, we wouldn't mind. Um, <clears throat> oh, yes. Longevity is, by all means, in my future. Great. Hopefully, soon soon in the present. <laughs> okay. We've never really done anything about the business. We've, we've, only, talk, we've only talked about the, the, the products, and people should take these premium quality products to get and stay healthy. But and and these pharmacists been uh, nuggets that you've been hearing on these health nuggets that we've been that 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 Doug Winfrey, the amazing executive producer and co-host of Dead Doctors Don't Lie with Doctor Wallach for the last you know fifteen or eighteen years, Doug has done a masterful editing job of taking Ben's uh, uh, lifts from Ben's program that that runs on KOMY here live weekdays from uh, eight to nine a.m. and making these little health nuggets. That we plan on and getting on a whole bunch of stations and a whole bunch of blogs and a whole bunch of podcasts and a whole bunch of everything's because people need to know the information. And Ben, we're, oh, we're yes. yeah, beyond tangy tangerine, yes, the vitamin C's and the mineral ascorbates. Uh, you can read all about the actual cellular science, but with dissertations by Linus Pauling, who they call the father of vitamin C. Another one that. Uh, uh, the work that he did with Matthias Roth on apoprotein A and its relation to heart disease and the effects of uh, L-lysine and its, uh, its wow. uh, transdemic acid. I am so impressed real, with what you know. I, Charmissa, thank you so much. I, 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 I don't know you. I'd like to know you. Um, but uh, you really know a lot. Thanks for calling the Saturday well, special. Thank you for taking my call. And sharing. Okay, uh, here comes Christina in Santa Cruz, who will be our next caller on KSCO with Char Murphy and Ben Fuchs and MZ. Hey, Christina in Santa Cruz, you're on. This is Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Oh, Krishna, Krishna, okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, somehow it, now, uh, it got uh, mangled. Uh, are you getting a lot of uh, females calling you? Starting to, yeah, that's great. Is that, uh, is that because Ben is on with hair, us? Or? <laughs> You're talking about hair, that's why. <laughs> well, I wanted to say I have never felt as blessed as when I started getting gray. People would Silver. compliment me. They would stop me in the street <laughs> and ask if they could touch my head. <laughs> and it's continued to work that way. And I turned Gray was turning gray when I was 29. And I love it. I love it. I've never been so popular. And as far as young people or um, people in general venerating old age, I think it doesn't work in a country that does not have extended families. You have to see Mm, your grandpas, your uncles, your grandmothers getting older in your age. And these people also tend to be sweeter and nicer to the younger generation. So there is that memory, and the veneration grows from there. Yeah. But Plus, it must be scary. Else changes. 
Pardon Plus, me? it must be scary if you're old, if you're getting older, and you don't have anybody to take care of you. It must get a little. It must be a little bit traumatizing, or it must be kind oh, of scary. Yeah. I think if you don't yeah. have a family but to take it, but, care of you. But the dark side of the moon is that the only reason you had extended families, I come from a country which always did, is because the economy was always bad. Once you have so money, you, had you can to, afford you to had do that. to. Well, well, what do you think? As I take it, you're an immigrant. You sound like you're from India. I assume with the name Krishna. Yes. So, what do you, what, yes. as an immigrant, as a uh, somebody who came to this country, what do you think about the difference in how we treat older folks, how we treat our grandparents, and how we treat our parents? Does that trouble you at all? Oh, in the beginning, it shocked me. It mm. was shocking, and I know myself the way I feel about older people and how I treat them and how others treat them. But I don't know. It's something, maybe things are changing. Because young people love me. I don't know why. And one of the things I always thought is maybe because I have dark skin, and if you have white hair or gray hair, the contrast is so great. It's aesthetically pleasing. That's that. Truer words were never spoken, Krishna. That is true. I remember seeing a gal... I remember seeing a gal at the gym. She was in her 20s, and she had long silver hair, and she looked wow. so beautiful. It was long. It was yes. like almost down to the, down her back, like to the bottom, almost to her waist, and it was completely silver, and she and had this young face. She was about 27, 28, just gorgeous, go. absolutely beautiful, then shiny you go gray silver and hair. you have a young face. It's, yeah. it's solid, baby. You can't it's do beautiful. anything wrong. Yeah, you're right. So what you're I'm right. saying is most women here, they're beginning to let gray hair show. But Silver. in the beginning, it was all this, and after a while, their hair looks <laughs> awful. It just looks terrible. Ben. Well, that's because they're, ne- they're, not, they're not necessarily healthy. You know, you could be healthy and have silver hair. You could be unhealthy and have silver hair. And at the end of the day, exactly. to me, what beauty is about health. It's about vitality. It's about glowingness. Beauty about, yeah, beauty is about being natural and taking care of yourself. Yes, there's a vibrancy that's associated with beauty. And that's why makeup yeah. doesn't work and plastic surgery doesn't work. Plastic oh, surgery looks so fake. horrible. Yeah, because it's, know, it's it, an artificial way of making the skin look vital. It's an artificial way of making us look healthy and young when right. in reality we're falling oh. apart. So it just doesn't look right. People who that's undergo plastic surgery should be put to sleep. <laughs> well, <laughs> No, I think a few of them should go wrong. So that other people get so scared they never do it. Oh, okay. They're too good at it. But they all look like Barbie dolls. It's just, it just doesn't look right. It doesn't look right is the problem. Oh, you know? they and, all and, have Michael. What, what was that guy that died? Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. they all have yeah. Michael Jackson noses and uh, yeah. lifted up boobs like Barbie doll. And can you imagine a mother with boobs like Barbie dolls? I wouldn't hideous. mind it. Oh, you are hideous. It looks hideous. Oh. Looks hideous. Maybe I have it's to take another aesthetic. look. Anyhow. Don't. Don't. Uh, Krishna, before All you right. leave, I want, I want to ask Ben. Yes. Ben thinks, ben thinks I, I'm so oblivious that I didn't notice. Every time gray hair was mentioned, not just silver. One, not, he corrects it to silver. Silver. Yeah, now, now I, when I first said it, my hair is pretty gray, but then... I, I figured Ben is being nice because he's pointing out that I still have some brown hair, and that together it makes oh. it silver. But no, you 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 absolutely oh, yeah. detest people using the word gray, and you yes, like the word silver. Yes, because gray 
because gray is, has a symbolic connotation. There's, there's an implication associated with the word gray. I mean, even the, word, the very word itself, whether you're referring to hair or not, refer, implies that there's some kind of uh, elder, elderliness that's going on, some kind of aging that's going on, and I don't want people to think that. The color of even, the hair is necessarily... Even though it's necessarily... true. No, not necessarily. It's not necessarily true. I think that gray hair is prettier than completely white hair. I agree too. I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. And, and it looks silver then. Ben, it's silver. Ben, yes. And I'm going to ask everybody else who, who's tuned in to KSCO.com and can see me. Oh, wait, wait, my hat's on. Here, so I'm going to take the hat off. Okay, so now you see what my hair is. Silver. Really, okay. Is it, is it silver or is it gray? You know, pharmacist Ben, because you know me. Silver. And it's what, silver. Pull a hair out and look at it. It's silver. Gray. <laughs> it's, it's silver. It's silver. It's silver. It's silver. I can see it. Too. I pulled not one but two hairs out. And what does it look like? Silver, right? They are both. One is one is brown and one is one is silver. Silver. You're right. Yes, exactly. My go. point. Now, gray you know, is a color. Silver is a hair. precious metal. They shouldn't say, good, okay, I like that. No wonder they call you Pharmacist Ben from the bright side. Yeah, no I'm looking at the You're so yeah. positive. And uh, we got we to gotta let everybody, that's the perfect segue for um, um, letting people know that you're going to be speaking at what used to be the first Presbyterian church. I don't know what they call it now, but it's... Vintage it's, Faith Church. Okay, Vintage Faith Church, yeah, a faith church. Uh, on Highland, uh, but but when you're coming off the freeway, when you're veering, taking that easy right off of Highway um, One onto Mission Street, which continues Highway One, just over to your right is that brick church, and so you you take the next right, which is Highland, and then turn takes the next right after that, and go, pull into the free parking lot, and you'll get to see Pharmacist Ben himself speaking um, earnestly about um, you know. He can talk, you can listen to Pharmacist Ben talk about any, any, because he's so positive. He never says negative things, right, Char Murphy? That's true. Because, well, you know, what's the, what's the upside to that? And I happen to have a great life, so it's easy for me to do. I don't want to, I don't, if somebody's is, is suffering through their existence, I, I don't want to be in their face with being Mr. Positive. But the fact of the matter is, I happen to have a great life. And also, as you think in your heart, so you shall be. So if you're going to, if you want to have a beautiful, wonderful life, and who doesn't want to have a beautiful, wonderful life, thinking and feeling beautiful, wonderful thoughts and beautiful, wonderful feelings is a key part of it. And we sometimes underestimate estimate the importance of how we think and how we feel, especially you and I who are involved with health and nutrition from a, a, a physical standpoint, from a chemical standpoint, from a nutritional standpoint, sometimes we forget. We're, we Sometimes we marginalize the importance of how we think and how we feel. But indeed, every time you think a thought, it gets turned, that thought gets turned into a biochemical. Every time you feel a feeling, that feeling gets turned into a biochemical. Those biochemicals are called hormones, and those hormones get converted into the physical body. So literally, as soon as you think a thought and feel a feeling, it gets converted into the body. There's even schools of medicine now and, and peer-reviewed journals and textbooks with names like psychoneuroimmunology and psychoneuroimmunology. 
dermatology, which refers to the psychological component and the neurolo- the psychological component that uh, is related to the immune system and the psychological component that's related to the skin. These are textbooks, uh, 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 medical textbooks, as well as peer-reviewed journals that are, are filled with c- clinical studies that are hardcore science that are done with all the appropriate controls that any scientific study would have that show that every time you think a thought or feel a feeling, you create a bodily change. We all want to have a beautiful, healthy, wonderful, physical uh, physical body. Well, if you know that the thoughts and feelings are related to that, why would you not somehow work on modifying your thoughts and feelings if you're thinking negative thoughts? Why don't we hear from beautiful, feelings? wonderful Jan in Live Oak? What's what? up, Jan? Hello? Yeah, why is it? Hello? Yeah. Hello. Hello? This isn't Jan in Live Oak. Oh, it is Jan in Live Oak. Are you Jan in Live Oak? Uh, uh, James, which is close, if you spell it differently. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, we have we have a, um, uh, a com- uh, computer screening uh, challenged person here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, okay, Jan, you're on. You're on. James. Uh, I was assuming I mean, this is me, though. You know, it's wild out here. You can start talking and not be sure you're actually on the air. Um, MZ, thank you very much, you and your mom, Kay, for everything you do for our community here. And, Char, for your down-to-earth witticisms uh, that sprinkle through Doc's show. Ben, a pleasure always to welcome you back to Santa Cruz. Um, thank you. You're welcome. And um, you know, the little nuggets that uh, DM's putting together are, are really great. I don't know if you've even heard all of them, but it, it's you with some of your greatest uh, rants in short form, and then followed by um, uh, you know, a pitch for one of the great products. But um, I, I want to steer us back a bit to the uh, to, to Doc's point of view here. He's not here, and it, you know, I guess it falls to me to suggest that while I love all the, the talk about the silver and graying hair, and, and certainly there's no need to be real negative about the change of hair color, but I think Doc's point was also that, it, and if he's correct, that the cofactor copper or maybe other cofactors as well are the and their their lack in the diet or, or in the um, the eventual you know nutritional uh, actual uptake and, and absorption utilization. If that's the missing element, and therefore much more serious than the color of the hair on the outside is the fact that that impacts the the quality that's of the right. connective tissue, which possibly Absolutely. gives rise to breaks, uh, strains in these, uh, I guess at the three walls. In the blood vessels, uh, in the blood vessels? Yeah. Absolutely. And in fact, all connective tissue, the bone is connective tissue, the bulk of the body is really connective tissue, and copper is, plays a, a key role in the strength and, and the uh, the uh, flexibility of connective tissue. So if you are, if you do have gray hair, and that gray hair is secondary or follows a copper deficiency, which it may or may not, the fact is, is that you're not, you don't just have a, a silvering of the hair, you also have a silvering of the connective tissue, which is really where the problem is. So you can actually use your hair color, or you can use your skin, or you can use what would, uh, would ordinarily be considered superficial and cosmetic components of the body. You can use those as diagnostic tools. So you don't have to go into the blood, and you don't have to go into the bone to actually assess a degradation or a breakdown. You can just look at the color of the hair. You can look at changes in the skin. Wrinkling in the skin, for example, is a classic example of wrinkling in the bone or wrinkling in the uh, collagen in your blood vessels as well. So you can use these uh, uh, what erstwhile cosmetic kinds of uh, symptoms like hair and skin 
and use them as diagnostic tools. And that's really where it becomes appropriate to work on on cosmetic and superficial sorts of things like wrinkles and, and the color of the hair because you're really going to be helping the rest of the connective tissue. Point well taken. Thanks a lot for bringing that up. That is a point well taken. Okay. Thank you. Does that mean that, that it, it's possible that we should maybe start um, a survey of some sort and, and connect the dots and possibly see that people that have, especially, you know, some people have this really amazingly complete head of silver wow. hair that just shines, and, and possibly tracking them to see if they're having trouble with, with the splits in sure. the blood vessels, the aneurysms. And that would be a great study to do. I don't think any, that's ever been done, but that would be a great idea to do, absolutely. The latest well, thinking on hair today, color... The latest thinking on hair color, and I'm not saying nutritional deficiencies don't occasionally don't play a role potentially, and certainly melanocyte melanin pigment depends on copper. That, this is the whole copper connection is the fact that copper is involved in the manufacturing of pigment, so copper deficiencies can cause pigment problems, and that's what gray hair is. But the latest thinking on on the coloring of hair or the silvering of hair uh, involves uh, an immune problem or some kind of death to the melanocytes, which are the cells that make pigment. And given the fact that we all have this microscopic inflammation that's just built into the aging process, that seems to be a more likely suspect when it comes to why hair changes color. Microscopic inflammation leading to the death of the pigment-making cells, more than a frank nutri nutritional deficiency, although perhaps that does, I'm not saying that doesn't occur uh, at times, but right. more than likely it has to do with the death of the pigment-making cells secondary to inflammation. Well, that, that does sound much more serious, and if that's the case, uh, then more study is needed to find out it's possible that both are causes under under certain circumstances. And then, uh, as a final thing... It, well, wait, it, wait, it Jan, I hate to do this, but Lee and Spreckles has been waiting a long time, and so has Mike and Live Oak, so we got to wrap this up. Thanks very much for calling. Come and see Ben on Friday, okay? I'll be, uh, okay. We'll be there. Lee and Spreckles, you're on KSCO. Thanks for waiting. Well, wonderful. Uh, uh, M Michael, I want to thank you and Kay for for bringing me my mentor when you met at the Hyatt in 1996, I believe it was. And Dr. Wallach said then to me, gray hair, white hair, silver hair, copper deficiency. And and I'm born, I'm a baby boomer. I'm born 1947. I had been working seriously in the industry, and I sweat my minerals out of my body. I lost the top of my hair. But since then... Since I've been only using colloidal minerals in my life, uh, I have all my hair in one color except maybe 20 hairs or less because of not getting my minerals. Oh, my God. But I've, heard that I've heard that time and again. Lee, I've heard it many thank, times. Thank you well. much. Uh, Mike and Live Oak, you're on last caller today. Hey, Ben. Uh, I was just wanted to call real quick to thank you very much for your nuggets. I uh, weighed 409. Uh, because of your commercials, I lost 20 pounds and joined a health nice. club. And nice. I went from quad, quant, quantity of food to quality of food because of what you Very said. nice. Awesome. So, I'm looking, Thank you for sharing that. I'm looking forward to seeing you. So, Same. Thank and you, I'll Mike. Let you go because I know it's the end of the show. Okay. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Char. Thank you, Pharmacist Ben. If Thank our you, clock NZ. is Thank right, if our clock is right, we do have a minute from exactly right now. Okay, before CBS uh, News, uh, uh, you know, gets us. Um, Dr. Stan is in the studio. That means he's up for perspectives next hour. So stay tuned to your favorite radio station, and um, be sure to uh, to uh, call. Well, you can MZ, you can email mz at ksco dot com or or um, uh, call Justin Baker or or Tara. Um, 
You've been hearing the ads on KSCO, but you know if you want to make sure you get a space, you can you can email mz at ksco dot com too if you want to make sure you catch uh, you catch Ben Fuchs uh, in Santa Cruz this coming Friday. Shar, uh, continued success to you. You're great uh, and love being your friend. And that's it for the Saturday special <laughs> today. Join us next week. You're listening to KSCO, Santa Cruz, Salinas, Monterey, San Jose. It is now 12 noon, according to one clock, and uh, here is CBS News. CBS News, I'm Pam Coulter. The Russian parliament's approval of sending troops into Ukraine is sending shockwaves around the world. The U.N. Security Council is meeting to discuss the crisis this afternoon. Spokesman Martin Nazursky. The Secretary General continues to closely follow the seriously and rapidly unfolding events in Ukraine, including developments in Crimea, and is gravely concerned about the deterioration of the situation. Ukraine has put its military on full combat alert and warned Moscow any military intervention could lead to war. We have word that Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel has spoken with his Russian counterpart, but we have no details on that phone call. What may be Russian troops are already on the ground in Crimea, where 60% of the residents are ethnic Russians. Harvard government professor Graham Allison says a split may be in Ukraine's future. There's no reason why... Ukraine actually has to survive with the borders that it has. It may end up uh, being two or three chunks. Michael O'Hanlon of the Brookings Institution says Russia may have already gotten control of Crimea, but that doesn't preclude a democratic future for Ukraine. What I would look for is a process down the road that allows Ukrainians to decide their own future and try to hold the Russians to that standard. More than two dozen people were killed and scores wounded in a shocking attack at a train station in China. CBS's Shannon Van Zandt has more from Beijing. A group of uniformed men stormed a train station in southwestern China today, stabbing dozens of people to death and injuring more than 100. Chinese authorities are calling it a violent terrorist attack, but have not released details on who may be responsible. Local media is reporting that several of the attackers were shot by police. There appears to be no let-up in the surge of violence that began in Iraq 10 months ago. The U.N. says 703 people were killed in February, just a few short of January's death toll. Previous efforts have failed, but the Pakistani Taliban say they'll observe a one-month ceasefire in an effort to negotiate a peace deal with the government. Federal prosecutors are arguing against defense motions to loosen restrictions on their communications with accused Boston Marathon bomber Johar Zarnayev, WBZ-TV's Lauren Lamanchek. The defense wants some of the special security measures in place for Johar Zarnayev relaxed so that the FBI isn't sitting in on those family conversations. That's after Zarnayev may have made some damaging statements in the presence of the FBI. Changes may be in store for Boston's St. Patrick's Day Parade. A group that supports marriage equality says parade organizers are easing the two-decade-old ban on gay organizations and will allow some gay military veterans to march under its banner of mass equality. This is CBS News. This is TV news anchor Ernie Adastis. And I'm Father John Couture. Father, what do you say to people who feel lonely and trapped? Well, I'd like to remind them of the pearl of great price. A pearl starts out as a speck of sand in an oyster shell. 
And to protect itself from irritation, the oyster forms an iridescent coating around it. And as it grows into a beautiful pearl, God is always nearby perfecting us. For more, visit my website, messengerofjoy.com. God bless you. It's the most advanced technology available. Engineered with over 200 million sensory receptors. Its all-terrain design is beautifully formed. Weather-resistant. Reliable. Astonishingly high performance in even the most challenging of circumstances. And it is also the finest search technology in the world. There's nothing else quite like a search dog. Be part of the search. Go to searchdogfoundation.org to see how you can help. You're listening to KSCO AM 1080 and KOMY AM 1340. Santa Cruz, San Jose, Salinas, Monterey, and Watsonville. Four minutes past 12 noon on Saturday, the 1st of March, 2014. 60 degrees at KSCO Studios. Your friendly boy, Aaron Shore, with your local King of the Hill traffic and Central Coast weather brought live to you. Taking a look at your roadways in and around Santa Cruz. Closure of a road at East Cliff Drive at 9th Avenue, the road is flooded still as uh, just shortly before the top of the hour. It looks like units are clearing the roadway and leaving the scene as of now. Hopefully, it will be back open shortly. Again, that is East Cliff Drive at 9th Avenue. A traffic hazard reported at Highway 236, just three-fourths of a mile from the intersection of 236 and Highway Nine units are assigned to the scene shortly before the top of the hour. Looks like a low-hanging tree is in place. Passenger vehicles can make it through, but buses and trucks will have to take an alternate detour. In Monterey at West Blanco Road and County Road 17 at Reservation Road, defective traffic signals have been reported. Again, this is in Monterey 